Welcome back to Behind the Screens. I'm Ryan Preventure, and we have a very, very special guest here this week with Janelle Conti. She is an account manager at Vista and an overall fantastic person that absolutely knows movies. It's great to have you here, Janelle. Thanks for having me back, Ryan. I'm so excited to talk about this week's box office. Yeah, we've got we've got a little bit to talk about. One thing to mention, Simon and Matthew are both at the Vista Conference going incredibly well right now, and we're unable to make this podcast because they're busily showing the great things of Vista products at the conference. But there was a, there was a little bit of a thing that happened yesterday. Uh, I think Taylor Swift probably brought in a little bit more into the football audience because 113 million people watched the Super Bowl uh, which had a very exciting fourth quarter. Uh, I know you saw it, Janelle. What were your thoughts on it? Yeah, it was quite a boring game in the first half, but the second half really picked up, and then we went into some overtime. So I was rooting for the Chiefs. Obviously, I am a Taylor Swift fan and therefore a Travis Kelsey fan, so I'm very glad that they won. Um, but yeah, it was it was kind of a slow start, but ramped up there towards the end. Well, you said slow start. Uh, if we want to talk about the whole weekend, it was a slow weekend for the box office with really $40 million for the overall box office, domestic box office this weekend, 24% down from last year. I just, it, this was not a good weekend at all. Uh, Lisa Frankenstein was the only movie that opened wide and did 3.8 million at the box office, nowhere near the expectations that anyone had for this film. However, Janelle, you were one of those people that saw it. What did you think of the movie? I thought it was great. You know, so I wonder if it could have had an advantage if it were released closer to Halloween time. But um, the story of it is hilarious. It's such a good, unique piece of um, of culture. And I think uh, I, I was able to go to a screening of the movie, but also attend a Q&A with the two leads of the film, Cole Sprouse and Catherine Newton, also the writer of the film, Diablo Cody, and the director, Zelda Williams, and this is her feature debut. Um, and so all four of them were talking about how proud they were that they even got this film made and how hard it is to get original content into screens these days, which I totally agree. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, I, I understand what they were trying to do with the with the Valentine's Day release, but um, it does have quite a bit of spookiness to it or um, kind of that vibe. So I wonder if it would have done better if they had released it closer to October. Um, but overall, I thought it was a great movie. It's very funny. Um, definitely not as um, Disney Channel as maybe it was marketed. I think it's very much for an older audience. And some of the jokes there are definitely rated R. Um so I think the marketing also may have gotten a little mixed up in that. But yeah, overall, I just thought it was hilarious. And I, I gasped a few times. Like it was a good when I went, it was a good audience reaction. So that is great. That's fantastic to hear that you enjoyed it and that you got to go to a screening like that. Those are always pretty exciting. And one of the benefits of living in Los Angeles or New York is that you get to go to these kind of things every once in a while. Yeah, I mean, if anybody has a time, I definitely recommend you seeing it. I think that the comedy is just top tier and Diablo Cody, she's written, you know, she's written Juno, she's written Young Adult, um, kind of similar vibes to Jennifer's body this movie is. So 
I think if you enjoy any of her other films, you'll probably enjoy this one too. Great. Well, thank you for that feedback. We're going to come back to you in just a second to talk about the audience there, but let's look at the domestic and international box office for this past weekend. Argyle domestically was number one at the box office, although it dropped 64% for 6.2 million, 1,733 per screen average, and a 28.5 box office gross so far, 28.5 million, I should say. So not a not a particularly great start there uh, for a second week, but Lisa Frankenstein did come in second at 3.8 million with 1,175 per screen average, and obviously they haven't they haven't opened internationally yet, so it sticks at 3.8 million. The Beekeeper, I tell you, Jason Statham is doing doing good work here. 35.7 percent drop for for a per theater average of 1,111 and 54.6 million. Not a bad box office gross honestly this movie has, has stayed in there about another movie that's staying in there wonka three another three million a 34.7 percent drop for 1105 per theater average over 200 million dollars for this film well over 500 million worldwide we'll get to that in just a second but really just absolutely fantastic a real real win for warner brothers and lastly in the top five we had migration that grows 2.9 million for a 30 percent drop in a 1,093 per theater average. Again, 110 million. I, I said this last week, and I, I really think this is true, that the film, film, animated films stay in there. We need, first of all, we need more of them, but like Puss in Boots last year, this film is just sticking with audience, and it's absolutely great. On the international side, China had some big openings for the new year and had some enormous numbers. YOLO, or You Only Live Once, by CFG Alibaba Films grossed 112 million this weekend at the box office. Domestic films are the bread and butter right now of China, and those international films, our domestic films, aren't performing as well. But these numbers show that that they want to come to the movie theaters. Pegasus Two in China was number two with 105 million this weekend, and Bonnie Bear's Time Twist grossed 62 million. Then Anyone But You grossed $9.7 million in 30 markets and has now a global $170 million at the box office. A real nice surprise, and I'm sure domestically and maybe in some international territories we'll see a, a bump this weekend because I know they're trying to get that out there and get people to see it as a date film. Argyle dropped 46% for $9.4 million in an international gross of $31.1 million and $60.2 million globally. And then back to Wonka, it grossed $8.5 million for a 382.3 international gross and an astonishing and wonderful 587.6 globally. When you think of all of this, I know we're in a bit of a slump right now on the domestic box office, but there are a lot of good things happening um, overseas. There's going to be a lot of good stuff coming up. We have Ghostbusters going on sale soon. Dune's pre-ticket sales are really, really, really strong. So I I think there's all of this needs to be looked at as a glass half full, not empty, because there's some really, really nice things coming up. And internationally, some things are really good. So, But let's go back to Lisa Frankenstein. And why don't you tell us a little bit about the audience for that, Janelle? Yeah, so Lisa Frankenstein definitely had its own unique tone. But I think the most comparable film 
that we can um, compare it to is Mean Girls that released earlier this year. Uh, some other comps that you can use for your marketing strategy are Argyle, Thanksgiving, Night Swim, Poor Things, Anyone But You, Madam Web, and The Iron Claw. So as you can see, the comps for Lisa Frankenstein are a little bit all over the place. There's some prestige films in there, but also some horror films and just movies that people have recently seen in general. Um, and yeah, what we found with this particular audience is that it's skewed higher on the ends of very frequent and frequent moviegoers. We're going to compare Lisa Frankenstein's audience to Mean Girls' audience today. Um, and in terms of frequency, Lisa Frankenstein had 20% of its audience be very frequent moviegoers compared to Mean Girls is 4%. Um, frequent moviegoers were at 36% compared to Mean Girls is 22%. Occasional moviegoers were at 24% compared to Mean Girls is 36%. And infrequent moviegoers were at 21% compared to Mean Girls is 37%. You know what's interesting? Quite interesting right? numbers there. Yeah, yeah, because when you look at the frequent and very, first of all, the very frequent is very high at 20% compared to four of the Mean Girls, right? So we know people who just go to the cinema went and saw this, but 56% of the audience was either frequent or very frequent. So these are kind of an audience that just goes out and sees movies no matter what they are, which is nice. Mm -hmm. I wonder if that'll do better for it as well, like in the coming weeks, you know, maybe some word of mouth with those very frequent and frequent moviegoers. So. Um, in terms of age, Lisa Frankenstein also had a unique breakdown. It definitely skewed on the younger side. Um, comparing it to Mean Girls, 18% of Lisa Frankenstein's audience was 18 to 24, compared to Mean Girls' 16%. 30% of Lisa's audience was between the ages of 25 to 34, compared to Mean Girls' 20%. 22% um, of the audience was between 35 and 44, compared to Mean Girls' 18%. 12% of the audience was between 45 and 54 compared to 16%. Um, mean Girls and Lisa were pretty on par with the 55 to 64 age group at 77%, excuse me. And um, Lisa's audience was, 5% five, 5 of the audience was 65 plus compared to Mean Girls' 4%. Um, and not only that, this film also skewed on the female side Lisa's audience was 50% female compared to Mean Girls' 65%, which I can kind of attest to when I when I saw the movie. It was kind of half and half in there in terms of male and female. So, Well, hopefully they could sell it in the coming weeks and certainly Wednesday as, as the date movie to go see. It had a 51% Rotten Tomato score, not particularly great there, but the audience score was a lot better at 77%, and the cinema score was a C. So that kind of aligns with the Rotten Tomatoes audience score. That's not fantastic for a movie that doesn't open hugely. It did only cost $13 million as a production budget. So Focus doesn't have a lot riding on this one, at least production-wise. So we hopefully will see that that film will end up, in all forms, end up making some money for them. Janelle, we have Valentine's Day coming up this Wednesday and two movies opening on that day. What do we have? Yes, it is a Lovebirds release this week. So we have Madam Web coming up from Sony Pictures. We also have Bob Marley, One Love from Paramount Pictures. 
And also, Ryan, I want to mention that they're re-releasing Anyone But You with some Valentine's Day content. I think it's just like extra scenes, um, which will be a good option for anyone who hasn't seen it yet. But they're calling it the Valentine's Day Encore um, which will be very interesting. And, and you know, you talked about the box office earlier. It's really holding up in the box office, which is great. Um, and that'll be a good rom-com option for anyone who wants to celebrate love on Valentine's Day. So, Well, hopefully everyone can celebrate love, whether they're in a relationship or not. The Vista Conference is going strong. If you are there, we hope you're having a great time. Please say hello to Matthew and Simon on behalf of us. And we will be back next week with Madam Webb and Bob Marley, one love to talk about. Janelle, it was great having you with us. Uh, really awesome to have you fill in. Thank you so much for having me again. You know, I love talking about my favorite movies and anything rom-com related. So this is really fun. Thank you again. And that's it for Behind the Screens. We'll see you next week. Movio and Numero are two of the businesses within the Vista Group, the world-leading provider of technology solutions to the global film industry. For more moviegoer insights, be sure to visit movio.co and follow Movio, Numero, and Vista Group on Twitter and LinkedIn. The Behind the Screens podcast is produced by Grace Furness and edited by Patrick Hanna.